NFTs or non-fungible assets have been making waves in the investing world after digital artist Beeple recently sold his everydays, the first 5,000 days artwork, for an eye-watering $69.3 million through a Christie's auction. There's no arguing that alternative investments, such as collectibles like cars, antiques, autographs, and those long-lost letters penned by the rich and famous, have been around for a long time. But would you be willing to drop $2.5 million on Twitter founder Jack Dorsey's first tweet? Or what about $400,000 on a piece of video art that lasts less than a minute? And let's not forget, we can already view these on the internet for free. But what exactly are NFTs? What makes them valuable? And are they an asset class worthy of our attention? Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Before we start, here's a message from my colleague about Business Extra, one of our other podcasts. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, and I'd like to tell you about the Business Extra podcast. Every week, we run down the top news and developments that matter to the UAE, wider region, and the world. We have brilliant guests that can help us take a deep dive into the subjects hitting the headlines. Whether the latest economic outlook, trends in technology, transport, and aviation, you will know what you need to with the Business Extra. Head to Spotify or Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Joining me today is NFT expert Devish Mamtani, the Chief Market Strategist at Century Financial in Dubai. Welcome to the show, Devish. Thank you for having me, Felicity. You're welcome. So tell me, what is a non-fungible token? Are they a currency, an asset, a licensing instrument? Non-fungible token NFTs are the most heard word in the crypto space or in the world right now. NFTs are not currencies because currencies are fungible. So if I give you 100 dirhams, you could return me 10 notes of 10 dirhams each. So they are unique digital assets which are not mutually interchangeable. They are more like uh, cards or collectibles. If you have one, there's only one that's there. So that I would say is what a non-fungible token would be. Okay, so but how did they evolve to where they are today? The first known is sometime back in 2015 when it happened. It's going hand in hand with all the developments in technology, especially in the crypto space. So Ethereum is one of them where we see a lot of NFTs or non-fungible tokens as they are called where it's just that extra piece of information on a crypto which makes it unique. So it started in 2015. Then it did not get a lot of prominence because at that time uh, there was more buzz around ICOs, initial coin offerings, then the STO security token offerings. And uh, now is when we are seeing a rise or a lot of noise about NFTs. And I think CryptoKitties was one of the first ones on the Ethereum blockchain where we saw it actually uh, kick off. And off late, it's gained a lot of traction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Christie sale of digital artist Beeple's Everyday's artwork, which sold for $69.3 million the other week, has really put NFTs in the spotlight. Do you think that we will see other massive prices paid for NFTs or was this just an exception? So art imitates life, right? There have been paintings that have become expensive and then further more expensive. So with the current craze, we could definitely see a few more like this. A lot of uh, activities happening around collectibles on NBA, baseball. Uh, Nike has come up with their own NFT. 
So I think we could see some other surprise on this one. If there's more surprises in store for us, how did they become you know, so valuable in the first place? So I, this is a combination of hype because the entire world wants to know what's going on in the crypto space and uh, cryptocurrencies are this buzzed and most spoken about word. And then, and honestly, it's a lot of activities like these where there have been a tweet going, getting sold for two and a half million. And the first people who are actually interested in this are the artist community because this kind of saves intellectual property. So there's a lot of interest because of them. And that is why it's gaining more popularity. Okay. You mentioned the word hype, which reminds me of, you know, all the hype, for example, that happened with uh, GameStop, for example, um, which was led by the Reddit crowd. Is this all interconnected in some way? Um, You know, people are bored, they're looking for a little bit of excitement. So they're jumping in, you know, to trading and now NFTs and things like that. I think uh, you're bang on on that because people have more time uh, there is more information available due to uh, social media, uh, internet. So, and when you hear about crazy numbers, I think the most surprised of the Christie auction was, I mean, the entire world was really surprised that what happened there. Uh, even people at Christie were surprised. So they thought it would be 8 to 10 million. The last 20, 30 minutes saw it just go really high. So it's a lot of time on their hands. Uh, fear of missing out, I would say. And then just the thought of probably owning something, uh, which so what NFTs provide is you own something digital, you own a digital asset. So it's like probably I can own something and that can be passed on generation to generation and just that feel around it. So I think all of that has led to this hype and uh, big numbers, obviously big numbers are led to it. But just, uh, you know, these big numbers, why would people want to pay so much money for something that they can literally look at for free on the internet? It's not as though you can take it and hang it up in your house or if it's a collectible car, put it in your garage, you know, with all of your other collectible cars. Why would people want to, you know, pay such huge amounts of money for them? I think uh, it gives you the feeling of like owning the painting. It's like a Mona Lisa that you can hang and you can have replicas of it. And there's a fair argument that end of the day, it's a JPEG file. I could just copy and paste it and look at it. I think it's just that feeling of ownership and uh, the fact that you can pass it across generations. It's that opportunity that people did not have. Uh, they just feel this time they get, they have that opportunity. Here you get that certification that, yeah, I am the owner of this. So it's just the certificate aspect that's made it go ballistic. But what about the future of NFTs? Is is it an asset class that's worthy of investor attention? You know, the average Joe, should we be looking at these sorts of um, assets to invest in? NFTs, uh, maybe not, but collectibles have always had some form of value in society. Uh, NFTs is just kind of taking a digital and that is the USP that is uh, connecting with users and the hype. Uh, So a combination of all of that makes it interesting to keep an eye out and then probably uh, know that it's a risk you're taking and be very cognizant of that because there has been a lot of hype about many things over time and those have passed. So just being more cautious uh, about it and yeah, think of it as a collectible and as long as it gives value of owning it, at least the sense of satisfaction. What about on the flip side? Can I create a digital piece of art or a meme or even take, 
for example, my first tweet and sell it as an NFT, how would I do that? Or do I, or, you know, just the fact that I'm just an average person, I'm not famous, it's, I'm not going to make any money on, on creating my, my own NFTs. So the interesting thing is for an artist, it makes a lot of sense because there is popularity for an artist. But yeah, you can you can actually uh, create your own piece of work and there are eight to nine steps, very simple steps. Uh, you just need to create a wallet, probably uh, add Ethereum in it, uh, pay the fees of NFT, upload any artwork that you have made, then just create your NFT and you could sell it. <laughs> I think I might have to say, I think it might be a new career for me, maybe. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, okay, so do you have any thoughts on up-and-coming digital artists that we should look out for if we wanted to invest in NFTs? I mean, you know, at the moment, people at the level of, say, people are out completely out of our, um, you know, range, I think. But uh, what about up-and-coming ones that, you know, we could we could jump into now and perhaps make money on you know in the future even i'm looking for the next people to be honest so uh, but i think there's a lot of activity uh, so someone made something called a gucci ghost right and that sold for 3600 dollars and simple uh, nfts a uh, collectible nfts which are 500 dollars last year are roughly 7000 dollars this year so probably you can uh, look at uh, something on the NBA collectibles and baseball collectibles because sport collectibles always have this value and there'll always be users engaged to it. So I think that is the easier way to go. Okay, so maybe um, look at the sports arena rather than, say, digital pieces of artwork. And finally, what are your top tips uh, to invest in NFTs? Are there any pitfalls, for example, that we need to be aware of before taking the leap? There are actually... Uh, three major pitfalls I think over here and uh, the first one is the most important one so the USP that NFTs come with is this certificate or this license uh, which says it's genuine and the USP is that it cannot be hacked however there have been sightings in the past where there has been hacking hackers have stolen digital artwork worth thousands of dollars from users accounts at a few uh, places some marketplaces so it kind of questions the entire USP. The reason why uh, digital artists and everyone was gaining uh, value or it was gaining attention was uh, once you own it or once you own the piece, you could set royalties. Uh, you could always have a sale price that you want and wherever, it's, wherever the genuine one is used, you always uh, get an income stream. So I think the first one is if it's hackable, that is scary because uh, cryptocurrencies have been hacked in the past and NFTs uh, more recently. So I think one, that is the first pitfall. Second, it is illiquid. So uh, it's like not too many people who are buying or selling. That said, there's a lot of craze. So I think that increases in the near future. But maybe one year down the line, there is no one interested because tech changes, right? Throughout time, tech has changed. Maybe JPEGs are not the way forward. Maybe there's another technology. So it's a liquid. And the third, I would say sustainability. Roughly 700 visa transactions is the cost of, say, a cryptocurrency transaction. The entire energy use is really high. So already a lot of people are protesting, saying that the energy wasted or spent on this is way more. And in fact, Ethereum, uh, the cryptocurrency, the energy used by that is more than Libya. Wow. There'll be a lot of 
human cry and people not willing to accept it in its current form so maybe there is a middle solution and that will probably make it tick so if you're a sustainable or impact uh, investor perhaps and nfts are not for you impact investor may argue and say that it's impacting the lives of digital artists but a sustainability investor definitely not because uh, the energy usage in this space is way more than what probably the world can afford to after a few years thank you very much for joining us this week devesh it's uh, really quite fascinating uh, the world of nfts thank you felicity yeah definitely it's it's fascinating and it's new so there'll always be more info around it Thank you this week to Devish Mantani. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf@thenational.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan, and I've been your host, Felicity Glover.